Understanding Feelings Biblically on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Aliza Hawkins. Aliza is a, an ACBC certified counselor. She is a member at Lighthouse Church in Torrance, California. She's been counseling for several years there, and we're excited to have her with us. She's also married, has been married for six years, has two lovely children, and, and she's going to help us today think biblically about feelings. Aliza, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So as we think about the issue of human emotions, I mean, human emotions are raw things and very real things. And sometimes we we often wonder, are these emotions, I don't like them. Um, sometimes I don't like them. And we wonder, are these emotions good things or bad things and, and why? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think um, for myself, sometimes emotions feel like it just makes life so messy and it makes it more difficult to live for the Lord and to love people well. And emotions so often seem to get in the way of that. Um, but I think it's helpful to look at, you know, God created emotions and he created them to be a blessing in our life and a way that we can experience humanity in a colorful way, in a way that is beautiful and profound. Um, and, you know, we can think about any close relationship, you know, marriage or, or a child-parent um, relationship, and we think how awful it would be if we couldn't experience emotion. Um, so we see that, you know, emotions, yes, were created to be good. Um, but we also recognize that we are living post-fall into sin. And mm. so, if our hearts are wicked, right? Our hearts are wicked and deceitful. You know, Jeremiah 17, we realize that the emotions and feelings that flow from that heart are tainted by sin. Mm -hmm. And because they're tainted by sin, it changes, right? So originally we could trust those feelings to be true, to be right, but now they're flowing from this wicked heart. And so we realize that our feelings can't be trusted. So I think, I think what that really comes into play in real life is that so often we allow our feelings to control us, right? So however we feel dictates what we do and oftentimes can dictate what we think is real mm. and what is not real. And so when we think about at the core of emotions and that emotions are tainted by sin, we realize that we cannot trust those feelings. And so we have to be really careful about um, our emotions and feelings controlling us in, in the sense of really being this powerful driving force in our life for how we think and what we do. Um, so yes, you know, emotions were created good, but because we're post fall into sin, it's important that we realize that they also can't be trusted. Well, it's such an important point that you're making about the issue of trust, often we, we trust our feelings yes. as if it's our identity and uh, it makes us who we are and it's it describes the beings that we are when in reality what you're describing is they're just simply responses. Sometimes emotions are very good and healthy and sometimes yes. uh, they're wrong responses, right? So the question then comes if we are beings that have emotions and those emotions even by God's design are can be good and healthy depending upon how we respond. 
How do we keep from those types of emotions controlling us? And how do we improve those emotions, biblically speaking? That's such a good question. And I think really this is where so many so many of us live on a daily basis, right? We're constantly um, trying to balance emotions with actions. And this really comes up in counseling all the time. You know, I work with so many different women and emotions are this huge powerful controlling force in their life. Um, so what we do, you know, we, we look at, do emotions have the power to control us? Is that true or not true biblically? Um, so I think it's really helpful. You know, we have to start with the gospel, right? Because the gospel with all of counseling, with everything changes everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because if God isn't real, if Jesus didn't die on the cross for our sins, if he didn't rise again, right, then yes, we are powerless against our heart's desires. We are powerless against the emotions that flow from that wicked heart. Mm -hmm. But because of Christ and because of the work on the cross and because the freedom that we have from sin, because we are a new creature, right, because we are made new in Christ, we are then able to resist and we don't have to be controlled by emotions. And so um, one of my favorite passages really on this is Genesis 4, 3 to 8. Um, and you guys, I mean, everybody knows the story, right, of Cain and Abel. That's like basic, you know, my my four-year-old knows that story, right? Um, so Cain wanted God to prove his blessing and God didn't. And God's response to him, I think, says a lot about feelings and how we think about that. And so um, Cain is angry. He wanted something and he didn't get it. And so God responds to him and he says, you know, Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? So he asks him this question, you know, why are you angry? God obviously knows why, right? He knows everything, mm -hmm. but he wants him to kind of examine where are those feelings coming from, right? What is it in his heart that he's wanting and not getting? And then he gives him two options. He says, if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And so in that, he's saying, if you do what's right, mm -hmm. you will feel better. But then... The other option is, he says, if you do not do well, sin's desire is for you, mm -hmm. um, but you must master it, right? Sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. So we see he's giving him two clear options and he's saying, um, and, but I think the real truth that is so helpful from that passage is that we see that feelings are a result of our choices, not that our choices should be made based on how we feel. And I think that this is really where we miss it a lot of the times is we make our choices. We think and act based on how we feel. So it's like, well, I feel scared. So I do this. I feel sad. So I do this. I feel angry. So I do this. And this is really what we see our society is teaching us to live based on how you feel. And, and that's the way to a good life, right? Follow your heart. Um, the heart wants what the heart wants. Mm -hmm. um, there's, and you know, really, Pretty much anything you're reading or watching has this mentality that you have to do what feels good. You have to do what feels right to have the life that you want to have. So that's why it's so important, right? Our standard of truth, it can't be feelings. It can't be what people are telling us about feelings, but it has to be scripture, right? Scripture is the ultimate source of truth. And that's what we line everything up against. And that's how we're able to realize that because of the gospel, we are not powerless against emotions. We don't have to choose what's wrong because we have a new heart and we are able then to choose what's right, even when it's difficult, even when we are struggling emotionally, we are still able to choose what's right. 
Yeah, that's really well said. As you describe, emotions aren't something that, that have to control us. That's We're giving ourselves to those emotions when we allow them to control us. Um, mm-hmm. The Lord has given us through His Spirit the ability to respond appropriately, uh, even emotionally, in diff- different situations. So as we think about some of those feelings, some of the dominant feelings that we would have, whether they be good or bad, and because um, we, we know good feelings that, that we strive after too much can actually become addictive in so many ways, or, yeah. or we, get, we get saturated by bad feelings and we find yeah. ourselves not being able to look up in any direction and think that there's hope. So what are some practical steps? Um, let's say a lady walks into your office and she's just giving the testimony that her emotions have just overcome her. She, mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to sort them out, how to think through them. They're dominating her life. Just walk us through some practical steps uh, that we should take to have emotions that glorify God. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, this really does, you know, you're talking about a hypothetical, but this is really my everyday life, right? This is my counseling and, you know, all humans struggle mm-hmm. with emotions, I think, being too strong, um, too powerful of a force in their life. Um, and and certainly it's it's easy to do that. And, and there are so many times where it feels like we're powerless against emotion, right? That feels true. But I think it's important to remember, is that really true? Right. We have to think about what is biblically true. Um, but I think something on a, on a practical note that I think is helpful is thinking through. So if we're, we're just talking about negative emotion here. Right. I mean, po- no one comes to counseling because they have too much positive emotion. Um, oh, I'm just so happy and I just feel so joyful and I'm so content. Right. Um, it's it's the it's the negative emotions that people come for. Um, and, and that's, I think, what can oftentimes overtake us, um, kind of destroy our spirit, um, lead to hopelessness and despair. I think what's so helpful um, in scripture is that we see um, when we are experiencing grief, um, when we're suffering a loss and we experience this deep sadness that comes with that, um, scripture is is so clear that we don't have to minimize that pain, that emotional darkness. Um, and I think oftentimes that's what we try to do to be in control. Um, we simply try to take control of our emotions by pretending they're not that bad and by minimizing that to make us feel just a little bit stronger, a little bit safer. Um, but really there's no God in that. That's just us trying to be in control. Um, and really that's the opposite of the biblical model of lamenting and really being honest before God about, um, the, the dark place that our emotions can be, um, and the sadness that we can feel. Um, one of my favorite passages is, um, Lamentations 3, 17 through 26. Um, cause the author there, he allows himself, right? The language he, he shares how he's in this deep emotional darkness. You know, he says, I've forgotten happiness. Um, he's, he says, my strength has perished and so has my hope from the Lord. So he's feeling weak, right? He's not at peace. He's in turmoil, He's experiencing all this negative emotion, right? He even says that his hope from the Lord has died, right? His hope has perished. But that's not where he stops, right? And this is really where we, you know, belonging to God, knowing God changes everything, right? Without God, we are powerless to come from that emotional darkness. There is no hope without God. But but this is what he says. He says, but this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope right? That the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, right? His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. So he comes from that place where he is honest and he is real and he is vulnerable with God about his despair, 
and his hopelessness. But then he recalls to mind the truth about God Mm -hmm. and he finds hope again. And I think this is one of the greatest blessings as a biblical counselor is to be able to give that hope, to teach this is who God is and belonging to him and living for him is a good life. It's a life of hope and joy and peace. So where there once was anxiety Mm -hmm. and weakness and turmoil and sadness, right? God changes all of that. And so, yeah, we're humans and we suffer, right? We're living Mm post-fall. So we suffer from our own sin. We suffer because we live in in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. Um, Life is hard. Mm -hmm. And the emotions that we experience from that hard life don't have the power to steal away our hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge for us, right? And that's something that um, this is how we evangelize to a hurting world. Mm -hmm. And and this is really key. So I think with feelings of grief and sadness from hard times, I think that's really the key is not minimizing, allowing yourself to feel, but then not stopping there. Saying this, I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. And coming back to the Lord and allowing who God is to change how we experience life and how we get through those dark times. Um, But I think if we're being honest, our day-to-day struggle with negative emotion um, is is oftentimes coming from our own sin. Mm -hmm. It's coming from that wicked heart. And we want something that we're not getting. Mm -hmm. You know, we're worshiping something other than God. And because that's where we are, then, right, if our feelings flow from our choices, Mm -hmm. then we realize that the choice to live for myself over living for God will lead to negative emotion. And so it's really helpful to kind of take a step back. And so um, whenever I'm experiencing a negative emotion, um, most of the time for me, it's fear. Um, I've had a, you know, really a lifelong struggle with fear and anxiety. Um, so this is something that I have really fought through for many years and I'm still fighting through. Um, so when I'm experiencing a negative emotion, I'll stop and say, you know, why are you fearful, right? You know, that's what God asked Cain. He said, why are you angry, right? Why am I fearful? What am, what am I really worshiping in this moment? Mm-hmm. What do I feel like I need to have to be okay? And then I, I realized, well, it's not God, right? What am I loving? It's safety. It's comfort. It's being loved, right? It's these other things that have become, um, that aren't bad things in and of themselves, but they've become idols in my life, in my heart. Um, so, so you get to the heart, right? And then you line that up. You say, well, what is true? Okay, I come back to the gospel. What is true about me, right? I'm not a slave to sin. I'm not a slave to my heart's desires. And I remind myself, right, who is God? And there's so many passages that I could um, run through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll, I'll go through scripture. Um, and in the beginning, right, when I was first fighting my fear and really trying to do what's right, I had all my scriptures written out on note cards. Um, I'd have to review them all day. I have to review them when I'm feeling that overwhelming emotion. And I think I have to sin. I have to run. I have to make it better. I have to do something to take control and protect myself. Um, but now, you know, over the years, those scriptures have become a part of me right? They're written on my heart. They're, they're part of, of who I am. Um, so I can run through those scriptures, you know, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good, right? So I could say, um, a prayer of mine for many years has been like David. I could say, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears, right? It's, it's the truth of scripture that I realized that I am not powerless against my fear. I'm not powerless against emotion because of the gospel. So we come to that place where we say, what is it that I'm worshiping other than God? 
And then we remind ourselves, who is God? Is he really enough? Mm. You know, is he really better? And I think we have to get to this place where we can pray and we can honestly say, you know, Jesus, you're worth more to me than this. Mm. And it's from that place then that we have the courage and the motivation to choose what's right, even when it's difficult. Mm. Um, And again, that's where we come to this point where we say, I'm going to live based on what is true, Mm -hmm. not on what feels true. So just because something feels right doesn't mean it is. Just because something feels true doesn't mean it is. I have to come back to scripture and say what is true. And and God is, he's the only reason that we are not powerless against emotion, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's really helpful on a practical note is looking to the heart, coming from that place of being honest about your sin, being honest about those emotional um, dark feelings that you're having, And then coming from that place and saying, I'm going to choose to live for God because he's worth more to me than anything else. And I think that's really what we see, um, you know, all over scripture in the Psalms, Proverbs, right? A life of wisdom, a life of righteousness is a good life, right? Mm -hmm. It's the best life. And it's coming to this place where you say, Jesus is better. So I'm going to choose to do what's right. I'm going to live my life as an act of worship. And it's in that moment that you're set free from the power of emotion. So where once you felt like emotion had, you were powerless against how you felt. You couldn't do what's right because of how you were feeling. You realize that that's just simply not true. Because of the gospel, that's not true. And then you're you're able to choose righteousness where you once would have only chosen sin. And that's the place where I'm constantly trying to help my counselees get to that point where they have true victory over sin, where they realize that just because this feels true, it is, it, it's not. And Christ becomes their foundation. Christ becomes their courage and their hope. And they're able to change, not just in action, right, but in at the heart. And that's really where the emotions begin to change because they flow from that heart. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Aliza has written a very helpful resource for us, Feelings, a biblical one-week devotional. And you can find that and many other resources on our website at biblicalcounseling.com.